Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes doing decibels. I am your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 88. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a pod where we discuss heavy topics like Dwight Schrute's haircut, Martin Riggs beachfront property, and Ed Harris's steel blue eyes. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks, so welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. No observation today. It's a meat and potatoes kind of day, kind of podcast. So I picked the biggest slab of man meat I know to join me today. Andrew Stefan, say hello. Hey, hey, Max. Thanks for having me back. I am now officially a recurring guest. Yeah, this is number two for you. I think you're the first recurring guest. No, I have Steve Kramer. You're the second one. So this has been a lifelong dream ever since the inception of your podcast. Wow. So like a whole two months ago. All right. It's about- <laughs> so we were going to do a uh, topic that you picked, but it was stupid. Days of Thunder is a bad movie. I don't know why you picked it. Why were you thinking Days of Thunder? So we'll, we can we can talk about it in a second, but Robert Duvall, really. What? You just love Robert Duvall? Huge fan. <laughs> Weird. He's kind of so, an so ancillary I'm character. Glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad we picked this one, too. Okay. But yeah, Days of Thunder, I don't know. It's just I don't like Tom Cruise. I don't like the guy who's blue in the Marvel movies. What's his name? Blue. The Mary Poppins, y'all, is the other uh, driver. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, oh. Um, he's from um, uh, Robin Hood and Tice and um, the other one. Carrie, Carrie Ells? No, the, the other driver in Days of Thunder is, uh, <laughs> right. is, is the dude who's the older brother of the dirty dude from The Walking Dead. And he was he's the blue guy with the mohawk and the magic whistle arrow thing in uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. This is getting off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, screw it. It was a dumb movie. You like Robert Duvall, but guess what? We picked something that has cars, has speed, has an A-level cast, has Robert Duvall as an elder statement. So it pretty much hits all the Days of Thunder uh, side notes without actually being a terrible movie. We picked Gone in 60 Seconds. So It's a great movie. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's B-level schlock. You know what I mean? This is not going to win any awards. You know, no one's going to basically play this on their uh at their at their deathbed you know what i mean like just to remember it for one last time but it's just i was really glad that we thought of it because it's just silly it's car porn it's nick cage our nick cage streak continues this is number two we just do all nick cage podcasts that's I what i was thinking it. that's what i was thinking what are we doing what are we gonna do next um i like Jiu-jitsu. kick-ass jujitsu or i want to do what's the one where he gets covered in bees and he's like bees <laughs> with wicker, the with wicker, the mask on his feet wicker man yeah no i mean if we had to do it lord of war is the the coolest one right i haven't seen it what you haven't seen lord of war no okay let's well, first of all well he's an arms dealer ethan okay. hawk's chasing him down and he's married to tom brady's wife that's all i gotta tell you okay we'll do it next weekend yeah cool <laughs> awesome yeah, i love lord of war but let's talk about gone 60 seconds like sure. i saw this in theaters and i was blown away at the time do you remember where you were when you saw it 2000 i was 12 years old so i probably didn't see it in theaters seriously yeah. it's pg-13 i think right uh no i don't think i did strict parents or you're just lame yeah, yeah probably i was still watching cartoons probably what you're 12 man i mean and you probably went through puberty when you were like nine <laughs> am i right were you the same size were you 230 pounds at like age 13 yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so a synopsis of the movie, just in case someone hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, you're stupid. I'm I'm just gonna yell at people for not seeing the movies that we're doing. Because if you're gonna listen to a podcast or a movie you didn't see, have you ever done that? Like spoilers. I can't. Li- no, you have. No, 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 no. You can't. It's, it's spoilers, right? 
Yeah, like I can't listen to a rewatchable when they I haven't watched a movie, right? Yeah, you gotta watch it first, right? Yeah, that's fun when you watch a movie and then you like take a walk and listen to the like rewatchables. It's really fun. Yeah. So watch Gone Six in sixty seconds, then listen to this podcast. But for the one percent of people that for some reason decided to listen to this and don't know the movie, it's a retired car thief must come back to steal fifty cars in one night to save his brother's life. Just a tried and true theme, like retired gunslinger dragged back for one last job. I love the like one last job movies, you know. Yeah, you know what though? I kind of feel duped on this film. What? I had I had no idea that this was a remake. A loose loose remake though. Yeah, it's a Steve McQueen 70 moose movie, right? I had no idea, but it's it's from another film called Gone in 60 Seconds from 1974. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, does that I, I thought this was original content and I was a little disappointed doing my research. Well, I don't think Nick Cage in a leather jacket and blonde hair, you know, hamming I, it up was in the original I, I, one. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean like it, it just feels like clint eastwood unforgiven but like in a funny role and this is nick cage this is the last of top shelf a-list action man nick cage wouldn't you say so we talked about it a little bit last week right we he's starting with the rock right yep he has oh, the best the three rock movie rock run of all time rock con air face off yep um, i like snake eyes in there as well do you like snake eyes it's I, casino right boxing yeah, yeah. but it just it you don't like Nick Cage. He's a sleazeball. And I don't know. It just, it no. got too convoluted and conspiracy, right? Didn't it? It like got too. Well, you know, if you're, if you're throwing that in the run of movies, late nineties, I, I throw it in there. Well, I mean, eight millimeter too, which is weird. So I mean, Bringing out the dead. I've never seen bringing out the dead. Martin Scorsese. Me neither. I know it's Scorsese and he's like an insane insomniac. Uh, what's it called? Uh, EMT, right? That might be have to a rewatchables here. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Let's just, yeah. We'll go through Nick Cage's... I mean, he has like 115 movies, and a lot of them are garbage. Your, but, your listeners are going to love you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nick Cage is the best. I mean, and in this movie, too, I don't think he's ever had bleach blonde hair, has he? No, and I think his hair does... If his hair get, gets crazier, do his movies get crazier, too? Right? Like, the crazier mm-hmm. and wilder his hair is, it's a crazier movie? I don't know. Like, Family Man was pretty crazy, and he had straight back hair. You know what I mean? Like... I think his hair to craziness is really subjective. I don't think it really matters. I think he just, he wants a different look every movie. You know, he's like, he just gets in the chair and he's like, do something different. So bleach blonde hair. And it's weird. This is like an oddly subdued straight man performance from him. That's kind of charming, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's not much, uh, not much to it. Not like um, some of the rock or con air. Yeah. He's almost like the Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like the guy. Maybe. Yeah, that everything else happens to like when he's with the kids and he's doing the uh, go kart thing and he's like, let's ride. And like all the kids are fired up and he's working. You know, he's like a straight man at this point. He's it's nice to his mom. He's saving his brother. Yep. So, but I mean, he is he lets the Nick Cage weirdness out a little bit. Like, remember the Ferrari dealer scene when he's pretending to be like a snooty uh, Ferrari owner? Self-indulged wiener. Yeah. With too much (laughs) bloody money. So I think it was. This movie's really well written. I don't know who wrote it, but it's very quotable. It's very silly. There's lots of great lines. And it's, I think he was quoted as saying, Nick Cage was, it was saying glorified 70s B movie aura of this movie. So so it was written by um, Scott Roseberg, who also did Con Air. Oh, okay. That's, that explains it. It's like the fun one-liners, the kind of like everyone, everyone knows they're in a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like you can tell everyone's kind of like giddy and smiling. It's almost... Was this before Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, I think so. I think Ocean's Eleven is 2001, 2002. Yeah, I was going to say a year or two before. Yeah. It's before that. Before It's almost Ocean's Eleven meets Fast and Furious, you know? 
So did Ocean's Eleven kind of get that ensemble cast from Gone in 60 Seconds? I think right? so. I mean, the ensemble cast has always been something. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's always been like a Ghostbusters, a we're getting the band back together, Casino, Heat. You know what I mean? There's always a heist doing illegal stuff kind of movie vibe to it. But this felt unique to 2000. This is like the most 2000 movie I've ever seen in my entire life. All those cars. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. And also, I mean, the director is dumb. What's up? The L.A. River scene. Yeah. Oh, so I I will talk about it later, but I did not like the last car car chase. (laughs) But the director was Dominic Senna, who was a music video guy. All of Janet Jackson stuff. And he did Swordfish, too. You ever seen Swordfish? I did. Oh, uh, so good. Holly Berry, right? Yeah. Holly yeah. Berry got paid a million bucks to show her boobs, apparently. Yep. Yeah. And that's about that's about all he's done, right? Uh, he did, yeah. He did, he did one film about seven years prior to Gone in 60 Seconds. but Yeah, so the music video guys, for every Michael Bay and David Fincher and Antoine Fuqua, there's like 10 of them that try and fail and fizzle. And I guess this guy's one of them. But like, he's clearly got the music video style, like it's a very visual movie. Like if you heard this movie, you know, if you weren't watching it, if you're kind of just in passing, it's not that great, but if you're really into it and watching the quick cuts and like how they put the, like the time till the deadline for the cars and everything like that, it's just, I loved it. You like the timeline. Yeah. And it had like the, the letters were like, they were moving. They were so fast. They were curved to the side. Okay. That, so the timeline was kind of my uh, things that I didn't like. When but they, you wanted to be a longer timeline, you wanted to play shadow games like Kip. Like, what are you talking? Okay, no, but uh, they say four days to seal fifty cars. Yeah, and then right away they go to seventy-two hours. Well, no, after what one day he has to go ask Otto and everything like did that. They, did they just skip a day? No, he had to ask his mom and he had to talk to Otto, and then they had to make all the calls. He had to ask his mom's permission. Okay. Yeah, and also, I mean, like the cops kind of like bothered him a little bit, and he had to go see Kalitri, and I don't know. But who cares? I mean, like, there's got to be plot holes in movies like this. So who cares? All right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but like I said, the music, the movie almost plays like a music video and the music rules. Like, I was going to say the soundtrack is awesome with Moby leading off the opening credits, DMX, Ice Cube, um, that, that Lowrider song, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Stop the Rock by Apollo 440. Okay. Yep. And also, like, there's this weird early 2000s Blade rave music playing a lot. Mm, it's yeah. the chemical brothers it feels like sexy and dangerous and glossy and like you can make fun of it now but it was really cool back then like it felt like the blood rave scene in blade was being like the sound was being dubbed over like three or four times you know oh, every time you saw sphinx all that kind of stuff no one's making fun of this the soundtrack at all no although it spent me I, it took me uh spent me it took me 30 minutes to figure out the song was flower by moby because i kept frantically searching for bring sally up <laughs> and i was like why is this not playing and clearly the song is called bring sally up because it's the only lyrics in the whole goddamn song but no i had no idea what you were talking about when you texted me bring sally up <laughs> yeah i mean come on so th- great intro you know they're showing the picture the fake pictures of nick cage and giovanni Rabisi as brothers as like there's like sepia toned kind of uh what's it called uh like trophies and you know just pictures of their past and you're there's like some, okay I'm, I'm, there's some good photoshop in there yeah, no, so there's some terrible Photoshop in there, is what you're saying. But yeah, they don't look. You think Giovanni Rubisi and Nick Cage look alike at all? Uh, no, it's kind of a stretch. They're both weird. They are. I mean, Giovanni Rubisi, oh, you ever seen him in Ted? Uh, no, not. Oh, I've, I've seen Ted, but I don't remember him in Ted. He's the creepy guy who wants Ted to stay with him forever. He's like drinking soda out of a can and dancing weird. 
Okay. All right. Vaguely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. How do you not know Gio- Giovanni Ribisi is like the most unique looking dude? On the face I think I know that. Giovanni Ribisi from Avatar. The. Um, oh yeah, he's the, the sleazy. Yeah, he's a sleazy everything. Yeah. Yeah, and also God, what a uh, boiler room too. Ooh, yes. He's coming yeah. off boiler room on this movie, right? I think so. Boiler room like got its love after it came out, like five years later on DVD. Like it wasn't like a big hit when it was out. It was more like, oh shit, everyone's in this movie now. Speaking <laughs> of like everyone's in this movie, this cast is loaded. Like I loved everyone in this movie. So Rabisi's great as a sleazy brother. Angelina Jolie, I would say this is the hottest she's ever been. No way. What no. was she hotter in? I don't, I don't know. Anything else? What? Name, <laughs> name, name me something. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, she's pretty hot in that too. <laughs> but I don't know. The like blonde dreads. She was nominated she, for worst hair in, for this film. I love the blonde dreads. I don't know. And she's like way too thin. And it's clear that her and Billy Bob Thornton are like just doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing together. Like yep. this is the end of her being crazy. And like after this, I think it was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. She started becoming like a real human being. I like dirty, crazy bartender <laughs> wearing wife beaters drinking shots that she was going to give people that was by the way that's a terrible bartender uh like mannerism she had she was like how about that drink she just takes the shot she poured for someone it reminds me of me <laughs> yeah what i mean what a what a terrible bartender although i mean if you look like angelina jolie you can do what you want i guess so but, she's credited as sarah wayland in this movie uh, do you ever hear them say her name sarah no she's sway sway no, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah sarah wayland that's a terrible yeah. name yeah <laughs> well, maybe she's the future great-grandmother of Wayland Industries and aliens and all that stuff. Maybe that's how this started. Ooh, same universe. I like it. Yeah, just connect it all. <laughs> Speaking of same universe, Will Patton is in this movie, and I'd love to think that he was the Armageddon guy who's down on his luck and is now a car thief now. No, I was going to say the opposite. He was um, <laughs> he was, he, <laughs> he was coach Ned Yost in Remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, okay. God. Will, right? Patton, Will Patton can do it all. So may, like, maybe he went from being coach yost to destroying an asteroid to robbing cars he's will patton he can do what he wants yeah i mean he is the he's one of the best crop circle but still has the back of the hair that still looks good he's got one of those great faces for it like i'm growing my hair back out right now god help me and you know i'm pretty bald up top so it's like my best case scenario is will patton in this movie well you're like seven feet tall so no one could ever tell I mean, you can tell, okay? I mean, well, I mean, but Will Patton, handsome guy, giving, giving hope to us all. And he's always good at playing the criminal with a heart of gold. And he's just fantastic. He's always the second or third fiddle. Like, you don't want him leading your movie. But if he's third or fourth, you're like, okay, cool. So re-watching this movie, I thought the entire time, and I don't remember most of this, but I thought that Atley, his character, yeah. was going to be the bad guy in the end. Like, he was kind of going to betray him because he was not present in the heist at all. He didn't, he had no involvement in stealing any of the cars. True. But he was with the right. younger kids in the beginning. Remember when they're yeah, like, we got to yeah. go right in the beginning. And then he found them again at the end, but thought for sure he's going to be like a double agent. Yeah, that could have been, that would have hurt. That would have cut me deep. I don't want to see right. Will Patton be evil. Right. Although apparently I guess he's the evil guy in the postman, that terrible Kevin Costner movie. Uh, you ever see it? it? Nope. Yeah. So nope. I'm not going to see it because, but I hear he's fantastic as a bad guy, but I don't want to see my heroes be bad. I want him to see him, you know, coach football and end racial inequality and stuff like that. What'd you think of uh, Detective Castleback, Delroy Lindo? Oh my God. So I, I'm the biggest Delroy Lindo fan on name, earth. Name your favorite Delroy Lindo fan, except for Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. I mean, first of all, The Five Bloods. Did you see that? 
I, was, I have, but I was going to say the core. <laughs> core is great. Yeah, he's, he's got the little scientist glasses, and, you know, yeah. he's the smart guy. Drug milk. dealer and Get Shorty. He's very intimidating. You seen that one? Yes. Yeah, I liked him as that. Satchel Paige, and uh, there was an HBO movie about, like, the uh, African-American leagues in baseball. He's a great Satchel Paige. He doesn't age. He, like, looks so, the same then as he does now. You said you reviewed Broken Arrow. Would you think of him in Broken Arrow? Oh, yeah. He's like the general who, like, yeah. he's like, I know what the rope-a-dope is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every time I see him, like, one, I love good tall actors. There's not many tall actors out there, if you think about it. They're all five or three with giant heads. This dude is 6'4", six, 6'5", six, has a command of the room, sultry voice. And it's important that you don't hate him as the foil, as the cop to Memphis. You know what I mean? And you don't, though, at all. Throughout no. Film, you don't hate him. He's doing his job. He's doing a bad job at sometimes. We'll talk about that later. Like, he's not... Yeah doing the greatest job but i mean you like him like it's like a it's almost this is 70 percent of what heat is it's like a joke of heat you know what i mean you're rooting for the bad guy you're rooting for the cop and you're not sure who's going to get away in the end yep exactly and timothy oliphant I, as, I was gonna say what about his opposite i wrote down his last name as timothy elephant <laughs> you do not know who he is he's unjustified <laughs> No, I, I know how he is. That's just how it was autocorrected. <laughs> he's one of my favorite people ever. He's uh, Danny from The Office, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> and also, you ever seen The Girl Next Door? Yep. Remember, he's the porn the guy. Filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, dude, so he's my he's one of my favorite actors of all time. The accent he has in this movie, I can't place it. He seems like he's in his own movie. Like, he's yeah. like, he did some mescaline beforehand. He's just kind of wandering around saying things like, He's like, ooh, she's mean. <laughs> like, all that kind of stuff. She can be mean. <laughs> Man, this guy can drive. I'm sure it's mostly the car. It's like, what I is he? I wrote down. I said, hate his accent slash no accent. Yeah, like, or the way he says, he says, like, the Mercedes keys. He's like, Mercedes laser cut keys. It's like yeah, yeah. he's half <laughs> trying to do, like, a 50s jazz guy and half Southern drawl. I don't know what it is. Right. Like, it's a sing-song way of talking, you know? But uh, you know what blew my mind, though, actually? So, sliding doors. Timothy Oliphant was offered the role of Dom Toretto before Vin Diesel in 2001. No way. Yeah. And he declined it because it was too similar to this role. <laughs> Can you imagine the world where Timothy Oliphant is Dom Toretto? There's there's two instead of nine or ten. No, they would still go. So? Timothy Oliphant's a better actor than Vin Diesel. Don't you dare say Timothy Oliphant's a worse... Why am I saying his full name all the time? I like saying it. But, but you're saying he's worse than... Vin Diesel? I, I don't know. That's that's a different timeline. We Blasphemy. That's, a, have that's you, a rabbit hole we, we can go down. <laughs> you watched Justified? I have, yes. All of it? No. Okay, you need to watch all of it. It's incredible. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this cast is incredible. There's, uh, what's his name? Vinny Jones playing Sphinx. I think Sphinx is my favorite character. Doesn't oh, he's say, fantastic. Doesn't say we're the entire film. Love it. Yeah. I've never seen anyone headbutt someone to block a punch. <laughs> like like what is what is the possibility like how can that possibly go well that your your forehead is that hard like you know he was a soccer player before he was an actor right right exactly yep and he was just a uh, hooligan and whatnot so well that's why i did you uh see that video that he was in with uh steve aoki no you sent it to me and i ignored it yeah, Sorry. Yeah, I it. it had vinnie jones in it that's why i sent it to you <laughs> oh cool yeah lock stock and two smoking barrels snatch uh he's in euro trip he's he's in a lot of fun. he's actually pretty funny in general and like just him working at a morgue him not talking the sus the suspenders the yeah. end speech is fantastic too i was gonna say the sandwich that he places on the dead body love it and that's when like you hear the blade techno music you know it's usually when he's around and you're like oh man this guy's bad 
Yep. I like him. I know. Yeah. You say poor Toby. I say poor us. I just love that. I can't do an English accent, so I was just doing it as loud as I could. Uh, and you, like you said, Robert Duvall, just goofing around. Like, he shouldn't even be in this movie. You know no, what I mean? He's having fun. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's got some arms. Like, what do you think his arm day is like? He's pretty yoked in this movie. Probably similar to mine, I would think. Uh, okay, right? what is I know you do only biceps and triceps, right? That's it. So that's that's all it's got to be. Okay, is it like 35, 40-pound weights? What's he, like, throwing out? 55, 60. Oh, big guy. Yeah, I think so. And he's got the slick back hair and the mustache. He looks great. Like, I, yeah. He, he, looks, he never ages. That's the thing. We, we talked about Days of Thunder. He hasn't aged since Days of Thunder. Yeah, Apocalypse Now him is pretty glorious, though. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, he almost looks like John C. McGinley at that point. You know what I mean? John's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Cox. Yes, right, I know. You, you don't know him as anything else. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> you're like, huh? Who? <laughs> so, but there's one character that I found really interesting. You know, TJ Cross, who was Mirror Man? Okay. I had no idea who this guy is. So, know. yeah. Basically, he's playing the Tyrese role in the <laughs> Fury, Fast and Furious movies. You know what I mean? He's the predecessor to all that he should have been in those movies as that guy i guess he fell off the face of the earth in 2002 he was in a couple movies and in a couple tv shows and i went to yahoo answers to find this out and this is what's on yahoo answers from like two years ago tj anderson i mean tj is one of my best personal friends he's alive and well uh he is from my hometown of southern of columbia south carolina and if he resides in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, you may contact me via Facebook at Beverly Griffin PhD or on Twitter at Dr. Bev's Corner, and I will contact him personally. So I got to ask, do we do we message him? I think so. We yeah, right. What else? Is this all he's done? He did like two. No time. Just. Yeah, he just did a couple movies, a couple low level things, but he was funny and he was like holding the screen yeah. with Vinnie Jones, like and he was loud and Giovanni Ribisi, like you felt like they're on the same page. I didn't know. It was just bizarre that I guess sometimes maybe people have hard times or they just don't want to act anymore, you know? No Wikipedia page is alarming. I know. That's why I had to go deep dive on the Yahoo Answers. So we'll have to message him. So get him on the pod. Wouldn't that be funny? Yes, it would. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll have him review a movie that's not his. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're not even done with the cast yet. So, I mean. No, so Scott Kahn. Yeah. So this was Scott his Con like Ocean's Eleven kind yes, of. Right, uh, right before Ocean's Eleven. I loved him in Ocean's films. Yeah. He's always great when he's himself, kind of just this arrogant. You can tell he's the son of an actor or a rich person. He's this James Con, right? Yeah, he has this like entitled kind of like confident, you know, big burly guy kind of vibe to him. Actually, you know, it's funny he met his wife on this movie. Which who? So when they're stealing the Escalade out of the like neighborhood in the suburbia, and the girl sees one of them and is like, "What are you doing?" And she's in a bikini. Remember that? Call security. Yeah, Yeah, that's his wife. Wow, I know, right? So. Six degrees of six, 60 seconds, I guess. <laughs> and the bad guy is Christopher Eccleston as Raymond Kalitri. Is he like, one of the worst villains of all time? He's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think it's fun. Like, you care more about what's happening to them. He's just the person that might kill you at the end. I think it's, it's supposed to be schlocky. You know what I mean? Like, his wood obsession, the coffin. I love when he flips out when Memphis picks up the homemade chair. That's it's what like, I was going to say. Like, what is his obsession with that chair? <laughs> so it's like they're fighting to the death. Like, clearly one of them's going to die. And he's like, don't touch the chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it lets Nick Cage go like, oh, no. Oh, and then just slam a piece of it in. That's one of my favorite parts anyways. It, I think it adds levity. So, and he's actually super embarrassed. He says he played it like complete shit. And he's like really embarrassed. And will like just, and when anyone says, 
I saw you and got in 60 seconds. He's like, I'm terrible. And I apologize for that. So I don't know him from anything else. I, I see one other film on there that I recognize legend, which I've also never seen, but you better know him. He's in 28 days later as the main Marine. Mm, I've never seen it. You never seen 28 days later. I haven't. No. You seen the leftovers? Uh, the HBO show. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar. He's, right? he's the priest. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. God, come on. I know. You know, you try to bring someone deep, along, deep, and, you know. Deep breath, Max. Deep breath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this movie just has fun scenes. It's just scene after scene. Like, when they're playing car trivia over the radio, like, I want to participate. You know what I mean? Like, when they're just like, what did Magnum P.I.'s license plate say? You know? Did you know any of those answers? No, I didn't know any. I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> or Fred stealing the drug car was really silly for no reason. Like, that didn't need to be in the movie. Just little flourishes like that, you know? So I thought for sure, speaking of the cast, that when you said Gone in 60 Seconds, one of the first actors that popped in my head was Ving Rhames. I thought for sure that Ving Rhames was in this film instead of Chi McBride. Who's Chi McBride? The guy that plays, uh, As- um, what's his name? Astro- oh, yeah, the uh, driving school guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Was, he was the principal on Boston Public. I remember that. Okay. I, yeah. But I thought for sure Ving Rhames was going to be in this film. And no, he's, he's too this, scary. This guy, this guy disappointed. What? You didn't like him? <laughs> I keep my black ass out of the pool. I thought it was funny. <laughs> or like when he has the little glue on his finger, he's like, it looks like a little ghetto smurf. <sighs> okay, so what was the point of the fingerprints? That he didn't need to wear gloves and look conspicuous. They gave him new fingerprints. Do they, do they, he, do he they ever bring on. that up in the film again? No, it's just he, no. so he didn't have to wear gloves. It was, it was to show that Mirror Man had better technology. Like okay. that these guys were old school. He's like, I'm going to show you some stuff that's new school, you know? They did kind of say that in the beginning, didn't they? Okay. Yeah, and they did a good combination of like the old school versus the new school stuff. that They both used it. I really like the black light list was really creative. I've never seen that in a movie before. Yep. Uh, like I said, the glue on the fingerprints. Uh, the garage door frequency stealing was fun. This felt- I had no idea what was going on there. Same with the key. Wasn't, didn't they like punch a key in, uh, like a key code in for one of the keys? Yeah. I mean, it was trying to hotwire it. It was basically, this is C plus Ocean's 11 kind of high stuff. You know, this right. is, this is them 10 years before they became like grifting masters. And like, so I really wanted more heist in this film. Didn't really? You? So I like the scouting scenes. I like them kind of playing the shadow games, quote unquote, like kind of showing the how to of how this all works. You know what I mean? That they could, that, we need to go from step A to step Z and they take us along every step of the way. So instead of 20 minutes of Johnny B chasing uh, Memphis Reigns, I'm going to smoke you. Wouldn't you rather have another 20 minutes of heist? No. <sighs> I want Nick Cage stuck in a diner saying I through the window. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So hang on. Unanswerable question here. Okay. If Johnny B is trying to kill Memphis Reigns yep. and Kip, why does he not just run them over in the diner? At, at the diner. He stops, slams his brakes as they're walking by. Because if... Right? Because the cops' vid- the cops' cars yeah. have video, right? On the back, the too, I think. In the back, too, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Don't they have like video all throughout so they can see stuff? I have not been in a cop car. I'm not sure. Well, because this would be a very sad, quick movie if Memphis just got <laughs> killed 38 minutes in. It's like, oh, well, there goes that. <laughs> but yeah the cars were fantastic too i just love i mean this makes you feel like you're seven again that like you want all these cars all the colors all the I, you know they I, and it's the a very eclectic list out of the cars that they showed did you have a favorite 
Yep, Gabriella, the 1950 purple black Mercury Cougar with the flames. Ooh, that was good. I yeah, like the, then, the Humvee that they steal out of the garage. Oh, with the snake in it? Yes, yeah. So would you really drive a Humvee? No, I would not. But yeah. it's a badass car. It's do, you so, have, do you have like a favorite luxury or muscle car? Like muscle? dream car? I mean, I think like the 50s Cougars and like the Mercury kind of, the, just that smooth body. But I mean, also a 58 Corvette. I like it's nice and smooth. A not the 67 Mustang. That's too typical. Um, like a 70 Chevelle. Okay. I'm trying to think. What like what what are you thinking? What's your I, I, I always liked El Caminos for some reason, like the mm-hmm. muscle El Caminos, half car, half truck. Yeah, that's a that's a terrible choice, but I know, you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Maybe a Roadrunner. Those are cool. And yeah, that's just like the 70s American muscle where like the back wheels are gigantic. Those are okay, always fun. So, so your muscle, not luxury, right? Well, I would make them do luxury because I can't drive really well. I can't drive fast. My first car on a 16, I had it for a day and I hydroplaned and I slammed it into a park cops car in front of school and I destroyed both the cars. What was so, your first car? I had a 2002 Volkswagen Passat. I had, PLX. I had a 1990 Mercury Sable that maxed out at 85 miles an hour. Oh man. So we're, we're basically in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they should, they should remake this movie. Like you can pay like $10,000 and they'll steal your car. Like they'll like CGI your car in. I would do that. You steal my Pontiac, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, this movie is just silly. Like the semi truck scene, you said they, when they pulled the Mercedes, like clean off for no That's reason. That's not how that works. Why would it not just pull the car? Wouldn't, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny too. If there's the, the semi was just pulling them along. Although, how long is Johnny B going to go away for illegal gun possession? Because when he's coming out, he's just murdering all of them, right? <laughs> Has to be. Him yeah. and his entire crew. Master P, man. Fuck yeah, fucking Master P in two thousand. That that's the most two thousand part of this movie. That I like, was pumped when I saw him on screen. Yeah, because he was the thing. What was it? No Limit Soldiers back in the day. Yeah, who's his? Who's his son? Little Romeo. Yeah, that is his son. Yeah, and Lil Wayne and all that stuff. Manny Fresh. I remember real big. Who else was in that? Who's the guy who's like Danger? Watch yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, Mystical, right? Yeah, that's it. Good, good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Right. My brain feels good. You know, you know who had another cameo? Who? The chief of medicine from Scrubs, Dr. Bob Kelso. Yeah, he was the rich guy who tried to tip Mirror Man with uh, 50 <laughs> cents. And he's like, buy yourself another suit. And yes. then he's to his, his wife, get your big ass out the car. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a bold way to steal a car. Like, if I mean, he knows what he looks like, right? And he's just going to tell him, it's like, that's exactly what he looked like. How did he get the valet suit so quickly? I think they have that planned. They're doing I mean, one night. Yeah, they have one day of scouting, though. I think That's you can true. you can find a vest in one day. Okay. Right. And also, I was kind of curious. The cops kept going to this guy, Fuzzy, who knew all this illegal activity. Like, how did he know all this stuff? It's just on the street? That just seems weird to me. So doesn't Fuzzy say that it's happening at a shipyard? Yeah, he says the ship, like he slowly gives them all the information, basically. So why are they not looking at shipyards? Why are they focusing on single cars? I mean, I think Delroy Lindo is a bad cop. I mean, <laughs> I think we've established, one, he doesn't care that they're building a murder case against this guy. He's like, no, they're stealing cars. And Memphis, you know, outdid me five years ago, and I owe someone 200 bucks. So, yep. but, and also like when they have the drug car, and he, he gets excited about the Cadillac El Dorado. 
I don't think I could ever be excited about a Cadillac Eldorado. No, but he's being like, you can tell he's being stroked by them. Like, it's so obvious. It's like, just do your job, man. Just bust them for the drugs. It's right there. But if he did that, there wouldn't be a movie. So, but I mean, like I said, just silly stuff throughout the movie. The Lowrider song, like the Nick Cage hand motion when the trumpets come in. I just love that every time. You can't see me on screen with a double finger wag. Okay, let's ride. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think we've all done that like at a pregame before we go to a party or something like that. <laughs> and it just seemed like when they're listening to the song, they're like Zen Buddhist. They like get into the zone. I just like that contrast of the new school and old school. Like, what are these yeah, people doing? I know the younger kids have no idea what the song is. <laughs> Goddamn whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. But final chase scene. What'd you think? I liked it. Okay. Uh, running through the city, uh, driving backwards, smiling at the kid. I like smiling at the kid. That's great. Yeah. And the music's great too. It's got that kind of, like bluesy kind of guitar going while he's uh, riding through the city. I, I like the nitros through the LA river, jumping um, the, the ramp on the bridge. The go baby go. Guitar. Yeah, that's fine. Good car chasing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many like it now. Like the, the one cop going through a wall with the construction site. I feel like I've that's seen one that of my before. favorite quotes. That's What's one that? of my favorite quotes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes. Are you, are you sure you're okay? You just went through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Timothy Oliphant's delivery more than it is the Murray. That could be, yeah. <laughs> but pretty fun. So Eleanor, you know, the 67 GT, there were seven Eleanors used in this movie. Yep. Five of them were totaled. Nick Cage has one and Jerry Brockheimer has the other. Nick Cage drives it all around. Brockheimer won't drive it. He's too scared. So I found a news article from uh, earlier January this year. Okay. One of the Shelbys sold for $825,000. From this movie? Yes, from this movie. That's probably Cage's. I wonder, I wonder who sold it. It's Cage, I guarantee you. Well, he if you look at his life, he buys way too much stuff, goes in debt, and that's why he makes more movies. Does he need to sell this car to buy another octopus? Probably. I mean, he has like dinosaur heads. He has a tomb in New Orleans. He has a pyramid somewhere, apparently. Like, <laughs> the dude is on Mars. But God bless him for being on Mars. I and mean, without Nick Cage, what would we talk about? What would our friendship be? We'd just be we two boring white guys. Just What? We wouldn't have this podcast, that's for sure. No, we'd just be staring at walls. Just who, else, who else could play Memphis Reigns? Ooh, who could play Memphis Reigns? In, in the year 2000. I have no idea. Who's who's at their peak in action films in 2000? As a kind of a Quentin Tarantino revival thing, you could do Val Kilmer. Okay. You know what I mean? Like It would need to be like his like comeback role, but I could see Val Kilmer with the weirdness. John Travolta? Ah, geez. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think so. <laughs> he's too, I don't know. He's just too commanding, too distracting. With Tom Cruise, could Tom I Cruise do this? Say Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise could do this. Yeah. Tom Cruise would do the, uh, the hand motions at, at the end of Lowrider and like punch people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he could. Love He'd be it. so hyped up. Emilio Estevez, maybe? I could see that. Emilio. Emilio. Yes. God, I think a lot of people could have done this role actually. Okay. Because it's, right. it's not very cagey. Like there's just a few scenes. Like, I like the makeout scene in Lambo with that weird, like, Chris Isaac music. And Sway's, like, leather heel, I mean, leather, high heels, and pink underwear. And, yep. <laughs> yeah. And Nick Cage is, like, pink underwear. <laughs> it's such an awkward chemistry, those two. Yeah. Nick Cage doesn't have a chemistry with people because he loves himself too much. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I would, too. If I looked like Nick Cage, I would just look in the mirror and be like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. So. <laughs> But uh, the film's trailer was kind of cool. It was done by Melissa Dini as the voiceover. And this is one of the first major movies to do a female voiceover. Because usually it's a guy like, in a world. So 
I was yeah, pretty impressed so with that. You said Dini is Disney. Yes, you're right. She, she she's she claims to be a long distant relative of Walt Disney. Oh well, I hope she doesn't share his sentiments on my people. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's first female voice actor in a trailer. Yeah. So it, it took me a while to even find the trailer on YouTube. I didn't see it. Is it one of those like we are going to leave in five, four, that kind of thing? You had to go to the second page. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Similar, see it. similar to Roger Ebert's review. I had to go to the second page of Google, which I thought was like the black web. Oh, what was his? What was his review? I want to say two stars. Two stars. Very yeah. Good. Wow. What do you say? Just, just kind of like I've seen this before. Yeah, he wasn't a fan. Um, not a fan of uh, Christopher Eccleston, Raymond Kalitri. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> what What did he say? It looks like they sent out contracts to a lot of actors and were surprised when they all said yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that though. Like, I love when you punch above your weight. You know what I mean? That, that it's a terrible B movie, but we're going to lift it up to, you know, high classness. But I think it costs, who, who, who did this film? Um, which company? Dominic Senna. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it was Bruckheimer. Like 90 million. I don't think they made money off this film, right? I, I know, I know, I know. Budget says like ninety to hundred, and they box office was two thirty-seven, but they wrote it off as a loss. Did you know that? No, but I'm, I'm guessing they always do that if they can. You know, they're like, ah, we lost money. Yeah, I guess. But just really fun movie. I, I was like laughing the whole yeah. time. I knew all the quotes. I knew all the beats, and there wasn't one second where I was like, I need to get through this scene and get to the next good one. I was just thoroughly enjoying myself. I was laughing out loud. Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, I like when he's like, I would just blast to Long Beach when he's talking about, you know, back in the day, stealing cars. I think the, two, the self-indulgent indulgent weenies with too much bloody money. Two Rogers don't make a right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so terrible. What about you? Um, I was going to say the the whole stranger, the strange Scott Cons, the stranger. <laughs> <Yeah. the film. laughs> That's so weird. That reference reminds me from Scrubs. Yeah, it's Zach Braff. Braff's character said that too, right? Yeah. I think that, that gets brought up like once every couple of years and it's always funny. <laughs> After him like stains on a mattress. Yeah. I, I love like... when the dog eats the keys too. That's my favorite. Do dogs eat anything? Weird. No. But... You have two big dogs. I, I have two retrievers, which are probably the half size of yours, but your I mean, they chew, they've chewed the walls and they chew the, the uh, hardwood floors. So, but they've never eaten like your wallet or keys or phone. No. Is but, it believable that a dog could eat three Mercedes keys? Uh, the bull massive, that was like 200 pounds, maybe. I love dog. that big junkyard dog. That's my favorite. And I love when he eats the keys. Like, they should all be panicked. Robert Duvall is just like ecstatic that the dog ate the keys. Well, and Sphinx is about to cut the dog open. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You know, that's not only, that's not the only time that Vinnie Jones is threatened to cut open a dog. No. Snatch. <laughs> okay, Snatch. Remember? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, come on. Have you seen Snatch? I have, but I don't remember him trying to cut open a dog. At the end, when the dog takes the diamond in the room, remember? Rewatchable. Put yeah. it on the it's, it's not as good as you thought. I watched it again a couple weeks ago. It used to be one of my favorite movies. I think maybe because a lot of movies have done what it's done, but it blew my mind when I was like 22. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And now I'm like, meh. So... But, there were two other cameos in this film. Did you point them out? I mean, I don't know. Go on. Okay. Michael Pena. Oh, yeah. He's the, he's like, one, of the young, dog. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the young thugs at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. young and, Michael and, Senna. And then um, this character named Dan Hildebrand. He's, okay. He is, I don't even know how to say his name, Krasnys Monaklos in Game of Thrones season three. Who the he fuck is, is that? He's the the slave trader that Daenerys 
has the dragon like burn him to a crisp when he's when she's oh yeah Dracarys that dude yeah yeah Yeah. who's he in this movie he's he's one of um Kalitri's thugs at the end oh yeah he's got like a weirdly tight suit right right bald head yeah and he's got like a little mustache yeah yeah well those are the (laughs) cameos I had yeah so were you happy one to ten how nostalgic and enjoyable was this movie seven and a half I thought it was like a nine. I just loved it. Okay. So this is one of those films, kind of like the rock con air where you're watching on TV and no matter where it is in the movie, you're going to leave it on. Yeah. Because it's yeah. seen, it's seen after scene. I mean, it's basically, it has, it has some music that kind of sounds like the rock Armageddon, you know, that kind of like panicky Jerry Brockheimer, the war, everything's so important kind of stuff. Jerry Brockheimer. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? No, 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 no. You did. I just, I at Jerry Brockheimer. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Him and Michael Bay kind of look similar. It's weird. I think you know, looking... from, you know he's from Detroit. No, that's yeah, cool. For all your Michigan listeners, he's from uh, Mumford High. Represent Mumford. Yep. What's up? There you go. So I guess next week let's do let's do Lord of War. I can't believe you've never seen that. Lord of War it sounds good. Yeah, sure. Nick Cage forever. This is a Nick Cage weekly podcast. We're gonna call it the Cage. I, like I have one more question for you. Okay, bring it. Crazy names for Nick Cage. If you had to name your son, Cameron Poe. Caster Troy or Memphis Reigns, what would you do? Caster Troy. Caster Troy. Okay. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's so hillbilly, just off Kelter. I want to name my kid Xander. So give me Xander Sanders and hopefully be a superhero. <laughs> What'd you name your kid? I forget. What did I name my kid? Jackson, right? No, his name is Graham. <laughs> oh, swing and a miss. <laughs> Oprah one. Try again next week. <laughs> yeah. So, what Nick Cage movie did you name him after? what um con air <laughs> no no you didn't you liar all right well i guess we're out of gas the nitrous is, uh, is low and we are skidding to the end so andrew this was much better congratulations second time back way on. better <laughs> third time imagine how good you're gonna be you're gonna be fantastic i'll, I'll regress don't worry okay good yeah just drink <laughs> more doers all right later bud all right thanks thanks max